Hello, and welcome to a roundtable discussion on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayo. In this episode, I'm joined by guests for a lively conversation on a topic we hope you'll find interesting. In this roundtable discussion, I am joined by my sister Kay. We're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion around the first season of Limitless. Mm-hmm. We may also obviously spoil the Limitless movie. We've done an episode on that. Highly recommend the movie. And the premise of this show is it's set in the same world a few years later. Uh, Eddie Mora from the movie is, is uh, senator. senator running for president over mm-hmm. the course of the season. And we get Brian Finch who essentially, not too dissimilar to the movie, stumbles across some NZT, gets it. But this time he gets kind of, uh, uh, I don't say captured by the feds, he gets essentially caught between the FBI and Eddie Mora, who gives him a booster shot so he is immune to the side effects of NZT. And he then, Brian winds up working for the FBI, but occasionally having to report back to the senator well and he in the pilot he tells the fbi he's simply immune to the side effects which later comes back to haunt him etc one of the the aspects that arcs over the season is again the immunity booster shot or whatever is being held over his head by morris people can another one be developed by somebody who brian befriends and, and all of that aspect and what's going on you know, there's, there's, who can you trust? Yes. And you've got the the FBI group, and then you've got Mora's people who then later break off from, from Eddie Mora. And Bradley Cooper uh, reprises his role in at least uh, three or four episodes. That sounds right. Sometimes with a beard, sometimes not. Uh, I think somebody running for president wouldn't change his look so much. Eh, but, you know. It depends what the polls are saying. It's like he's an actor. They got some really good uh, uh, actors and stuff for this. They, at times, play up the, if you had NZT, you could do all of these things. Mm-hmm. But they- They also play up the temptation of NZT. They did a really good job with that when they had one of the uh, uh, SWAT team guys. Yes. Actually, two or three of them. Get the NZT, take it, and kind of how that plays out. Well, and uh, Hell Harper's character finds an NZT on the floor at one mm-hmm. point. And faces the temptation. Well, and uh, Brian's handler, um, Rebecca, actually takes it at Mm. one point. So she can go toe-to-toe with him. And it's got that level playing field thing. So they do a lot for, you know, what does this do to somebody? They do, similar to, I think, the movie where the the color and uh, aperture or whatever. Change. Visually, it changes. You can kind of see we're in nzt mode yeah we're in a or or we're coming out of it we're in a brighter more defined world when we're in nzt mode but it's not something that just oh my god this is annoying it's it's something that you notice when it's happening if you're paying attention Mm -hmm. but it's it it's something you can also a little lose sight of yes definitely um now i want to talk about uh first just the little things i do like i guess you would say style wise mm mm-hmm uh, not every single episode, but a lot of the episodes. I like the trips into Brian Finch's mind. 
The whole show, for the most part, is narrated by Brian Finch, who is a somewhat unreliable narrator. Yes. And he's a little sacrilegious at times in so much as not taking things too seriously. When they're going after a serial killer, it's like, you know, that's kind of depressing and down. Yes. Uh, Let's go with it's a serial hugger instead. You know what I mean. Yes. Yes. So there's a definite sense of humor, sense of personality, and... um. Uh, a different spin on this show than you would have gotten otherwise. Well, and when he needs to think things through, you know, he's a very visual, very tactile person. So he'll make what he calls clay effigies of everybody involved. And you'll see his coffee table with all these clay figures that he's got bouncing around. One of the things they establish in the movie when uh, Eddie first gets the NZT is he became just a hyper cleaner or whatever, because... there was the nervous energy, not nervous mm-hmm. energy, but it's the, I needed to get these things kind of out of my way. Mm-hmm. And just the, the active part of it. Mm-hmm. Or hyperactive, actually. And with, with Brian, it surfaces a little differently, but when he's trying to explain things to the FBI, he's essentially done arts and crafts. Yes. Here's yes. the diorama. Let me show you this. Here's the puppets and stuff. Here's yes. a little short video on this. Yes. And it's... <laughs> Because his his mind is so active, he's kind of gotta gotta blow through some of that energy and, and pump it out somewhere. Some of the little video montages of what he's thinking or what his version would be are hilarious. Some of the they made me wait in the car, but this is what I visualized was happening in the building. Yes, it's funny. Uh, particularly when they would end that scene with like Rebecca saying, "No, that's not how it happened at all, Brian." <laughs> Yes, yes. So they they had some fun with it and it allowed them to go a little uh, overboard and definitely over the top at times. When uh, Sands, who had been Eddie Mora's bodyguard or or security guy at one point, has broken off and and created a villainous group all taking NZT. Brian dubs that the Legion of Whom, a la Legion of Doom. And is when he's envisioning what the group is doing, they're in this volcano supervillain base in full costumes yes you know and when it's uh well the canadian secretary of state was involved he's in this canadian suit you know the maple leaf and everything the cape and yes you know so it's it's very much we're seeing brian's imagination yeah i love it i love the trips into his mind a few of them went on too long a few of them were a little strange. Some were a little whimsical and stuff. I was hoping, though, for a little bit more of a a kind of what we would get like in numbers, mm. where you get the graphic kind of depicting here's how the math works out. And we got here's the basic too, idea. Very early on, we got a how did he run in front of the subway and not not get hit? We did get a little bit of a mathy. For and that, but it never really got picked up on too much after that. No, no, that died off really quickly. We uh, rarely, but occasionally, we got a, you know, thanks to watching this PBS special late one night while I was half asleep, and thanks to skimming this article in this doctor's office, I know this. Exactly. And- Some writers were better at it than others. Yeah. And I expect that for a TV show. Yes. But it... There were times it, it it was just the magic bullet. Well, it's funny because it's a show about a guy who takes a pill and suddenly has access to rough guess one hundred percent of his mind. 
Well, it's not so much that he's got access to the full brain or whatever, but everything he has ever known, he has access to and can synthesize effortlessly. So he's now the smartest guy on the planet, and he's now a, quote, tool or something to that effect of the FBI. But the scripts are not necessarily written by, quote, the smartest person on the planet. So there are times when you're sitting here going, yeah, that scene could be a little smarter, actually. Yeah, there were a few times where but having him spending some of his cycles on, I've got to solve this other problem, too, which is part of why the, you know, I'm being manipulated by Sans, how do I get, you know, past the booster shot, what about what's going on with this or that, having the intrigue level of which there was quite a bit, yes, helped a lot. It did. And I think that's why I enjoyed the trips into his mind, is that was so much fun it allowed me to forgive when some of the stuff wasn't quite as smart or sophisticated as the premise led me to believe the show would be. This is the kind of show that I think it would have benefited them to write out the season before filming any. Yeah. Because if they had done that, if this were, say, a Netflix show, Mm -hmm. where they, I think, have that ability to kind of do it, and it's more of a a long book than episodic. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you could have had every interaction he had with his two bodyguards, Mike and Ike, mm. where they would just have little tidbits kind of as he's a little in front of them in the hall or whatever, mm. such that later in the season, he could do something for one of them that basically, you know, we get a quick cut of everything Mike had said here, 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 and here, and how Brian had pieced this together. It meant this, probably this. I looked up this, da, 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 da. And- you know, yeah. kind of shows he, he does pay attention. He is smart. And something that we would have all had access to. Yeah. The pieces and such. Yeah. Such that we could then, oh, that's really what it's like to be on NCT. Yeah. Because it's not that you're suddenly smarter. It's that you can use all of, of the information you have. You're hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. So anyone could sit with a piece of paper and, and do long division or whatever. Here, because you're so focused with NZT, you can mentally draw that out and do that same thing and just do it quickly, effortlessly, whatever. Yeah. And there were times where it's, well, you know, this is the only person with such and such name I knew about. I thought about everybody I knew and it must be this guy. Mm -hmm. There are almost wild guesses happening at times. Yeah. But he's, again, got the information, whatever. It's it's a tough premise to deal with for a creator. Because, like, when he trained with one of the uh, the SWAT team guys, it's like, well, he's a quick study. Suddenly, he's able to take the SWAT team. Now, he has that ability. Yes. Yes. And the whole point of NZT is kind of once you've learned something, even if you've sort of forgotten it, you haven't. Yeah. Well, I loved when uh, he was remembering the uh, Bruce Lee movies, I mm-hmm. think it was. And it's, you know, I must be able to fight. I've seen Bruce Lee movies. Well, and I do like how I'd say that's cinema, cinema, uh, cinematography kind of a thing. That's that's editing. Yes, yes. He should have been watching Jackie Chan. <laughs> yes, yes. But that's something that there were times where it's like if this if if somebody with with NZT would spend just a little bit of time thinking through the process again, mm. read the phone book, read the encyclopedia in your off hours. Yes. you don't even have to read it; you just have to see it. Yeah, when the I really enjoyed the show, don't mistake me, but the thing that disappointed me when I got to the end of the season finale is we'd gone through all these episodes, we'd done all this effort to be right back where we were at the beginning of the second episode. 
I think we were a little bit further than that, in so much as by the time the series ends, he's got a what we think is a permanent immunity to end, uh, the side effects of NZT. So the lie he told the FBI is the truth. But the Piper or whatever could be wrong. True. He could have side effects later. Which so the, they FBI, can undo. the FBI thought that his being immune was unlikely. That's why they were monitoring. They're aware of Eddie Mora. Okay. So that's a definite game changer. In addition to getting the NZT from, from the FBI, Brian has a, a fairly sizable stash of it now. True. But that, to me, that- And seemed to be smart enough to be mailing it to himself. So it would never have to be at his at wherever he's staying, the safe oh, house or whatever. I didn't catch that. That's interesting. At the end of when Grover or whatever's coming off his NZT, mm-hmm. they're at a place and they've packaged the NZT up at one point. Mm. I missed that. That's interesting. So there are a couple of things that were a little subtle in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, can he trust the FBI and stuff? They're past those issues. It just felt like they went through a lot of hoops and then thought, you know, maybe we shouldn't have had him reporting to two masters. Let's let's take that out of this television show. There were aspects of did this work or not, and I don't think it was as well conceived as it could have been. They had some good ideas, but for a character as whimsical as Brian Finch... Having the intrigue and the who can you trust counterplot stuff, uh, they're they're at cross purposes. Yeah, you know they worked it out well in a few places, a few ways. You know the Agents of Sand uh, uh, episode was was fun when some of that came back, and that's how they traced down where he was. I mean, there were some some good aspects, but it. I actually liked when uh, Sands sent the text message and said, "Duck, now we're even." Yes. I and again, they've nice. done some really good character development here. Yeah. Um, while Bradley Cooper is an executive producer here and seems reasonably involved, um, showing up a couple of times, but also I think he was one of the people who'd pointed out this actor would be good for uh, for uh, Brian Finch. Oh, I think he'd pick Jake McDormand. Um, I don't know that the long-term plan for this universe had really kind of gelled. I think the actor getting the short end of the stick is Hill Harper. Well, Hill Harper's very talented, and he didn't have a lot to work with here. When he got some stuff to work with, he did well with it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But to me, going back to you, did they just reset at the end? Um, They go to all this stuff of how NZT has been taken off the market shortly before the show starts, and now suddenly they've, they've put it all back out there, they've shut it all back down. I mean, there's a lot of, are we going left, are we going right, which way are we going? Yeah. Um, so I think the, the overall game plan here is a little questionable. It was a fun series, but... I enjoyed it immensely. I had fun. Our parents gave up watching it. I'm not surprised by that. I thought the movie was better than this, and there were a couple of times where I didn't feel they really leveraged the premise as well as I would have liked. Um, you know, he would learn languages, and then it would never be referenced again kind of a deal. There's, uh, again, there's a, a... a more disciplined writer's room mm. could have, I think, slowly introduced some stuff that really would have would have played out to where at the end, it's not this magic, I think I figured it out because of whatever, mm-hmm. but all the little skills he'd used over the season and stuff, he would now be able to just, oh, I can do all of this and 
Yeah. You know, uh, play that out. Again, this is the same sort of conceptual complaint I had against uh, The Pretender when mm. that was airing. Yeah. You know, if they just planned a little better, they could have had a really amazing finale that kind of tied and tugged at all the little uh, plot, you know, aspects throughout the season, tied it all together really well. Um, most writers just don't work that way. Yeah. But when you've got a, a premise of this mind-altering drug or whatever, it, I ex- when you're dealing with geniuses, I expect a level of, of genius in the writing. Yeah. But that's that's another topic. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's so incredibly hard. It is. It is. Um, and the sad truth is, you've got a writing room of, I'm going to be really generous here and say, what, 30 writers, we'll say. Probably okay. less, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, let's be real generous. So you've got 30 people working on these scripts like crazy, coming up against how many million critics in the form of viewers? Yeah, but the way I would have devised a writing room for this sort of a thing is I would have I would have split the room into a couple of groups. Mm. You've got those that are, I mean, you spend a little time up front. What is Eddie Mora's arc in his plotline? Mm. What is Brian's? What is the, the FBI's? Get those major things going, I don't want to say independently, but then how do they, they weave together? Then, okay, here are our basic episodes, and then here's the basic plot of each one. And then you get to the point where we want, where you've got to have a couple of, let's pull something out, a rabbit out of the hat, kind of, you know, where the NZT really is just, wow, that was amazing. I never would have thought of that. Mm-hmm. To where you've now set the scene, you know where things have to go, what you want to build towards. Then you just have a couple of writers. It's like, okay, go in a room, brainstorm this. Um, what would be the most amazing way for him to have solved this? Yeah. Well, if he could do thus, this, this, that, and the other kind of a deal. Okay, great. Now, what would he have to have seen, researched, or just stumbled across mm-hmm. to be able to do that? Yeah. And if you if you spend a little bit of time with, it'd be really cool if he could tightrope walk uh, a tightrope walk across two buildings on a telephone line or whatever. Then do this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, well, now we just need to justify that. Yeah. Well, how could you just? Well, you went to the circus as a kid. Yeah. Or he, he saw some, some documentary and this is how somebody, you know, learned to, to do tightrope walking or, you know, what have you. You could focus the writer's room on doing the needed research and really making that stuff play well. And I'm sure yeah. part of what they did is, okay, we need a different way to do the explanation scenes. The Yes. Again, the how is he piecing all this stuff together? Yeah. And they did well with that. It's just some of what they pieced together and stuff was a little unimaginative. Well, the nurse uh, early on who was taking care of his dad at home and was one of Mora's people disappeared. Early on, yes. Mora's whole infrastructure seemed to devolve to just sands. Um, And I get that, but there are other things they could have done just as – imagine if over the course of the season – People would just say something, they'd, you know, misquote something or, or mention the wrong actor in a movie or whatever. And just literally without even thinking and without realizing he's doing it. No, I think it was this. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. And just realize that particularly if it gets a little bit more and a little more tactful and stuff as it goes on, when you're realizing, man, his his brain is rewiring. Yes. Yes. There were a few times where he really seemed to anticipate events or uh, certain things and just kind of set up the dominoes to go 
Whereas what I liked about the movie was when it ended and and uh, Eddie Morris talking to De Niro's character, explaining that guy's about to go bump into this. This is going to happen and stuff. I see a few moves ahead. Yeah. And when you're writing the stuff out, you can see a few moves ahead. Yeah. Because you can take a few steps back. Yeah. And not getting that. I mean, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was fun. I thought they had great actors. Mm-hmm. Some of the visuals, some of, again, the way they presented stuff was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Stavros. Yeah. Uh, some of the people that had around the office, the <laughs> janitor, the, the IT tech yes. guy. Yes. Uh, some It was funny, but some of it was also a little ludicrous at times. Yes. But that was where I think the show was intentionally trying to go for the frivolous and the the whimsical and succeeded yes and i was wanting a little bit more of a serious sci-fi take on this Mm. so i think where they were going and where i wanted them to go was a little at odds well i thought it was funny that they were trying to show even the fbi is a typical workplace yes to me that was just kind of funny yeah no they, they 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 played well with that and i thought it was funny that they in the very end they brought back the woman from where he had tempted at the beginning, and she had carried through his plan, and now was one of the bigwigs. Oh, I missed that. I noticed at the end when he was kind of interviewing for yeah. his new team or whatever, a lot of people from some past stuff show up. Yeah, the girl who knew things. The girl who knew things. Yeah. The uh, agent after Mike and Ike, um, and a few others. That uh, The callbacks were nice. Yeah. And I liked that aspect. Um, and when Mike's, you know, well, my real name is thus and so kind of a thing. It feels good to say it. You know, they, they, they had some good ideas. They, they did some good stuff. Um, I think it started really well in the ratings and may have gone down. From what I was reading recently, this is one that I don't know if there's going to be a second season or not. And I can see that because like I said, with people like our parents, he got too involved in terms of the Sands plot line and stuff like that. And the humor was a little too out there at times. This is something that I think might have worked better again as a Netflix kind of a show. 13 episodes, a bit deeper thought through, a little less uh, frivolous, not episodic TV. Now, the flip side is I was watching, was it the very final episode or the one before? But the one where the Northwest Passage. Oh, yes. I was, was watching critical. that too. And our parents have been talking about the Northwest Passage for a while. So I call them up. You aren't going to believe. And I start telling them. They were fascinated that that made it into a plot line and the ins and outs that they'd come up with it. That it was a treaty involved and stuff. And they were just delighted the major show had gone with that for a plot line. What surprised me with that is it felt like it was this could happen. When I'm thinking, wait, my parents have booked that trip. Well, yeah, the first cruise ship will be going through... And an icebreaker's going ahead of it okay. this year. A few freighters are going through, but because icebreakers are still having to go through to clear the path, it's not a committed cargo path at this point. This is the kind of show that having at least one or two people in the writer's room that are just trivia mavens. Yes. You know, uh, would really benefit from. Yeah. You know, somebody who can just quote chapter and verse or, or of this that and the other or whatnot yeah well and i'll be honest in that episode the we're gonna affect the negotiations at sarah simply by killing people it it lacked subtlety 
Yeah. And finesse. Particularly because it was being done by a group of geniuses. Yeah. That's something where I would have liked to have seen it play out almost like a chess match. Yeah. And uh, even cutting, and it would have worked fine with Brian's, you know, how he envisions it, cutting to a a chess game kind of a thing. Pawn moves forward, pawn moves forward. You know, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, It never felt that they were trying to do that. And it almost reminds me of how the Endgame series we watched Mm. at one point, where the basic premise there was a a Russian chess master is on vacation with his wife. They're uh, walking out of a hotel. She gets blown to smithereens, and and he he just cracks and can't leave the hotel. Yeah. Um, And they did some, some good stuff with that, but there was also a cleverness to the writing and certain, again, chess moves and... Mm-hmm. and whatnot that we didn't get here and it would have been fun to to have some of that because they at one point they kind of hinted at smart brian was almost manipulating not so smart brian yes but that drops off yeah i liked it when smart brian was leaving uh messages for un nzt'd brian don't do this mm-hmm. you're gonna want to do it but this will cause this will cause this yeah that's the sort of thing they could have played a little bit more with or things of that sort. He never seemed to be successfully improving his situation at the FBI and with his family in ways that he should have been able to with NZT. Mm-hmm. But part of that goes back to the Brian we met in the pilot had dreams, but not ambition. Well, and we get a lot of that at the end, too. Yeah. He's still the same guy. Yeah. I just was Showing- hoping... I, but that's why I said it feels like we we reset about to episode two. And I'm not complaining so much as I'm saying I just feel like the writer said, okay, maybe he should have been immune and maybe we didn't need as much intrigue. And I think what I would have found interesting if near the end and when to fit it in, I'm not sure. It would almost would have had to have been right before the two-part finale mm-hmm. is – he wakes up in a hospital and it's basically it's a hallucination or dream sequence. What if somebody else had been in his position, mm. you know, and he was just some guy who got a, a NZT pill, it wore off and he's got the side effects, whatever. Yeah. And he's seeing kind of the next guy over. Maybe he's a bit smarter, a bit more athletic, whatever. He's able to do brilliant things, the mm-hmm. gels with the FBI, whatever. Um, there's again there but for the grace of god kind of a storyline sort of yeah, a thing yeah um or uh you know a wonderful Miracle, life kind yeah. of thing um there were a lot of, of good aspects of the show i was hoping for more it's one that they left it on a nice clean ending mm-hmm. that if they don't get another season i don't feel like oh crap they left us on a cliffhanger I'll never know whatever happened here, whatever. But they also put it in a good position where they could be set up in a new office. They could be set up with a new team, you know. Yeah. They could retool some stuff if they want to and kind of fine tune how they do stuff. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like for them to have that chance. I'd enjoy another season, but it's not a must. But then again, this is a show that I religiously watched every week live. I will admit that. Mm. I, I didn't. Um, I, I don't watch pretty much anything live. It's one that if they, I'd like to see them do another season and I'd like it to have tighter writing. Yeah. And I think now that they've kind of felt their way out, they're in a position to do that. And I'd like to see some, some more solid progress on where are you going with the Eddie Morris plot line? Mm-hmm. 
Is he friend? Is he foe? Is he trustworthy? Is he not? And if you've gotten past the Brian stuck in the middle, now he's now he's in charge of his destiny. Yes. He the arc, not necessarily a long arc, but there needs to be an aspect of okay, he has no ambitions. He better damn well find some. Yes. You know, he he needs a trajectory to be going on. When Rebecca helps him find how to be his best self, mm-hmm. they they need to do more with Hill Harper. They need to find a better use for that character. And I think the three of them can be a very good team. Mm-hmm. Hill Harper felt great actor. I've loved him in some other stuff. Uh, the Handler, I think it was. Yeah. A very talented actor. Didn't have much to work with here. You could have removed him from the show without much trouble. Yeah, I mean- And when, that's, that's a shame. Yeah, when he went to DC, was one of the few times his character was well used. He should have been recurring, not regular. Which is sad. His character should have yes, been. Yes. I think the actor absolutely should have been a regular. He's, yeah. again, terrific actor, and they just didn't leverage that. Yeah, and I, I want to see them work on that. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I'm, I've seen him in multiple shows and really liked his work. I would almost say have them move out of the office they're in. Naz, who's the head, should go to just recurring mm. and put Hill Harper in kind of the, you know, running the office and, and, and dealing with a lot of logistics. Mm-hmm. But that's if they get the opportunity. Yeah. And there's there's no guarantee of that. Um, again, competitive landscape. Very true. There are certain seasons this would have been a really great, you know, one of the better shows on TV type things, but there's so much genre sci-fi-ish type stuff out there. Yeah. It's uh, hard to find time for it all. Well, I will say because of the NZT, this is a show where as much as I don't like the long arcs and the conspiracies, the show lends itself to that. Yes, it does. I just felt that they didn't have the arc thought through yeah. well. I want them to do better next season. But I guess what I'm saying is I'm not opposed to their having some involved, overarching, season-long I would be conspiracy. disappointed if they didn't have something. Yeah. The NZT lends itself to that. Some puzzle. Again, I would go with there's an ongoing subplot of, of what's happening with, with Eddie Mora. There's some other ongoing threat, but then there's also Brian trying to to pick a direction and go with it, having that kind of intersect with the other two plot lines. Mm. Potentially have it be if 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 he'd chosen anything else, he wouldn't be at odds with anymore, or mm. you know, yeah, wouldn't have accidentally allied himself with the big threat, or you know, whatever it turns out to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, does he? You know, does he pursue the FBI thing? Is that really where he's going, or whatever? But something to where he's got a game plan. Yeah. And and one he's happy with and, and working towards versus just kind of drifting. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, when he was not, when he was off NZT at the end there and not with the FBI, he was working at an electronics store. Yeah. You know, and he had no game plan. But that's the nature of that character. Flip side, if it had been somebody else that, that had a goal, had a game plan, and this man just accelerated that. We'd have gotten a totally different kind of a show. Agreed. Um, and that could be a, a very interesting thing is, is next season, if they get one, get somebody else who's also on NZT and immune to it or seems to be immune. Mm. Maybe they're faking it. Maybe they're not. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But just, okay, Brian's doing this. Here's another guy. And 
you know, flip sides of the same coin kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Could be fun. I don't think it'd be the right way to go, but it could be fun. Yeah. So it's something if you're going to watch this, rewatch the movie if you haven't seen it already. I agree with that. It sets up the world and this furthers it. I think you can watch this without watching the movie, but the movie was awesome. Yes. And I think in some respects, it's a little bit better showing the potential of NZT and stuff than they did kind of here. Um, yeah. So again, I was a little disappointed with it at times. I still really enjoyed it and th- thought it was a lot of fun. I agree. So anything else? I think that does it. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.